0: Welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are so happy to be tuned in to another fun-filled episode of Black Girl Brunch. Hello. Hello. I feel like I said Black Girl Brunch, like, way too many times. At
1: the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, and sorry, y'all. I might, um, I'm gonna say, I feel funny today. So, I'm like, I'm just, like, trying not to get too excited. I mean, if I laugh hard... I'm going to be like, ouchies. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm probably going to laugh hard. But I'm like, I'm trying to be, Um, I guess I'm going to sound seductive. Shout out
0: to you for pushing through. It'd be so hard to do the podcast when you're sick. But I feel like between the two of us, it's an element every <laughs> like every other week.
1: Yeah, it was so annoying because like, I felt attacked like literally while I was clocking out. And I was like, literally, are you kidding me? Ugh, it's get crazy. better.
0: Thank you. Yeah, so we're gonna take it easy. We're gonna take it nice and slow this podcast, but it's still gonna be so much fun. We have a really great outline planned. First thing we want to get into is what pay for. So
1: yes,
0: pay for for this week is four trends that we will never follow.
1: So I'm not gonna lie, it's I like this, but I had a hard time with me it too. because, um, with uh, this, gonna make me feel old sometimes I don't know the difference between what's a trend and what's a challenge, but maybe Hmm. they're the same thing. Um, now, um, that's one, two, I don't follow trends. So I don't be knowing what trends. So like some of the things I want to say are like dated things, but it's just still things that I would never do. So number one, this should be obvious, obvious because of who I am the clean girl aesthetic like trend (laughs) so the thing is i know people like who are naturally i would say clean. like i feel like iman has that aesthetic naturally iman's cousin like naturally people who like they don't name it but that's their aesthetic and i feel like some people was really trying to make it like a thing and i'm like why can't y'all just be you. like Just, just have be. your makeup look. Just have your makeup look because I'm like yeah, that look has been around for years. I'm like, I know I've worked with girls like that, working at the mall. Like, It's a bunch of people who are in the high school girls that have that. Models. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm best friends with somebody who has that aesthetic and I'm just like, like I, if you look at email Instagram, it's like very like that aesthetic and I'm just like, I don't understand why y'all like, okay, this is what, I'm in this era, I'm doing this. It's just like now, I feel like the trends are going way faster than they ever were because it's like things change, like clockwork. Like sometimes you could look at some people's social media and you could see like they was just like playing regular degular in 2019. And then you scroll up and they're like full blown golf. And it's like, I understand that some people like maybe they didn't have the money or they didn't, you know, this, that, and the third. But some people like jump from trend to trend to trend. You see it um the next one is i know this is probably dated by now but the e-girl thing to me first of all since i'm from the old school um myspace the e-girl thing to me it was like a um a playoff of like scene and emo type culture so i'm like been there done that and i'm like i felt like like yes some of the stuff was like very cute but I'm like looking at that I'm like at my big ass age like e-girl like I'm an e-woman like that's mm-hmm. how I'm, I'm like I'm too big to be doing something like that <laughs> and if I did partake in it it would just be like the stuff that I did in high school or I wanted to be in high school which is like scene and emo type things so yeah that would definitely be like a no for me because like the thing is the e-girl stuff was cute like it's also another thing. It's like derived from like um Harajuku stuff. So like a Harajuku style. Sorry, um, where they would like have like band aids on their nose and like blush and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's not really my style. But I think it's cute. But it's not my style. Um, the other one, the next one is I'm just gonna flat out all around say it. Any TikTok challenge, like any beauty standard that's on TikTok. I'm not following it. Like It's so, it's like, it's too copy and paste. Like,
0: granted, there can be some best practices that come from TikTok things, but it's like using a certain moisturizer is an aesthetic. Like, using like this, uh, putting your hair in this way is like an aesthetic. And I'm just like... There, there's just, two, it's a it's two sides to every coin. Sorry to cut you off. I just got real okay. hyped because I've been trying to learn about like, what's it called? Skin care, um, skin cycling. So that's the new craze taking over like skin care right now. Skin cycling where you do different things every day, like uh, exfoliation this day, retinol this day, uh, like recovery day this day. And I feel like it's like a um a rights to passage what when you use certain moisturizers. And I'm like, skincare really should not be about an aesthetic.
1: Yeah. It should be about
0: what works for your face.
1: Because it's not one size fits all. It's like, not at all. And like I had to learn that because I had went nuts with retinol because I'm like, oh, I'm getting older. Like, I think I was like 28, 29. And I was like, oh, I'm about to be 30. Like, I need to start getting into retinol. And I had no idea to, how to use it. And I was used to using moisturizer. Um, so I was using it every day because I thought it was like the same type of concept. And... Also, I got, like, kind of, I mean, it was, like, in the thick of the pandemic. So, I'm, like, was bored. So, I'm, like, what else to do besides buy skincare stuff? So, I was thinking, like, I thought that I needed, because, like, I see, you know, some people have, like, five-step skincare routines. where They have, have, like, retinol, and they have, like, a toner, and they have two cleansers, this and a third. I had to learn that everything is not for everybody in a way where, literally, my skincare routine is wash my face with the cleanser, moisturizer. And that's good enough for Literally me. Literally that. And sometimes. Sometime, that's the basic. That's brush and floss. Exactly. And that's what works for me. And like, I do have like a spray toner that I use from um, Lush. Um, I use that just to like wake myself up or wake my skin up. Um, and I just, what I added was, um, coll- the vegan collagen, which I'm going to start using like twice a week. So I'm like everything I don't need. Like, and I was like, I was doing the retinol and a mask. And then my skin was just inflamed. Cause I just had no understanding. Cause I'm like, Oh, like for skincare, you have to do like, I'm somebody that I don't have to do a mask a lot. And like I was thinking I had to do it like I had I felt like I had to have it in abundance. That's what it was. I felt like I had to have everything in abundance when it came to skincare because that's what I was like sold like oh yeah and like some
0: people are just obsessed with it like I know I'm one of those people I'm one of those people who have multiple uh, toners and stuff just because I like to pick around but I really know what I can't like you can't use it all at one time and it's with an expectation to use it over a course of time like it's like okay I'm using this at night one day this day that's not even necessary I just like to do it I really do
1: exactly and like i just had no clue i'm just like bored in the house and i see all this skincare stuff and i'm like oh well like you know i wear a lot of makeup so i need to start getting this skincare and it's like i don't need to get like to get into it where it's like and like it was becoming an aesthetic aesthetic because i'm like oh look at these bottles all the bottles i was Buying like they was pretty minimalist, and I'm like, ooh, this here, this in, but it don't really have to be like that. So I calmed my ass down and I realized all I need to is get my eyebrows arched. That's one wash my hair, um, toner, um, and I mean, yeah, toner, cleanser, and my moisturizer. And that's mm-hmm. literally what works for me. If other things arise, like now I had like I was breaking out, um, because I needed to wash my hair and i arch my eyebrows um I know I always say that but it's really weird my forehead will break out if I haven't had my eyebrows arched in a while but um that's all I need to do I just need to calm my ass down so that goes back to what I was saying with any TikTok challenge anything because it's like mindset I said it's all about it aesthetic it's about excitement um of like capital it's really like just pushing capitalism to the front um like, bye bye bye. Like, you have to like, and I'm somebody that I have to calm down and watch that because I do like to buy stuff in abundance. And I'm like, that's what it is. Like, a lot of the challenges and the trends is like, who has the most of what? hmm Um, and it's like, that's the winner. Like, you have the most of what? And it's like, I know, cause like, I had to calm my ass down with like, my doll collecting. Cause I'm like, alright, they right gonna be there. You need to calm down. Um, and also even though I just bought a pair of Crocs, um, I was like, oh, I need to cut because that's I have literally I'm looking at my shoe rack is eight rows. And out of those eight rows, three of the rows are Crocs. So I'm like, you need to calm your ass down for um, buying <laughs> Crocs. But I'm like, that's what it has become with like trends. It's, it's like whoever has the most, that's the winner. And it's like, but well, what do you win? You win nothing. So yeah, it's you like,
0: don't want nothing and you'll just keep wanting more.
1: Exactly. So it's like calm your ass down. Um, The last one. Um, I don't know, if, I don't think, first of all, this is another thing. When you exist out of social media, you realize that like a lot of this stuff, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like when people were saying no skinny jeans, that's my last one. No skinny jeans as like mm. that trend. I will never follow that because there's different jeans for different, first of all, I don't even wear jeans because um they be too long for me. So that, what was it? Let's start there. Don't wear jeans. And if I do wear jeans, the best jeans for me to wear are skinny jeans because they don't drag on the floor. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, first of all, just to outrule and be like, no skinny, skinny jeans have lasted, uh, have transcended decades. Like people wore skinny jeans in the 80s. Um, not yes. so much. I don't believe the seventies. I think skinny jeans was a thing in the eighties, but it got really fifties. Like when jeans oh, first yep. came out, in they fi- were in like... in the fifties. Yeah. Yep. Um, cigarette pants. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they called. Um, because we I worked at a vintage store and we had those. But yeah, like fit like it was like the fifties, sixties, and I think the seventies. That's when people was like freaky, like bell bottoms, because that was like an act of rebellion. Um, yeah. and but skinny jeans have transcended like. Across generations, decades, and like it got really big when we were in high school, like the early two thousands, mid two thousands, like, um, and you know the twenty tens, like it was really big then. And then all of a sudden, people are on social media like, no more skinny jeans, and like you see people going to thrift stores and buying um pants that are meant for fat men when they're <laughs> like really small, That's and right. they wearing these big ass <laughs> pants, and I'm just like. That's just not like I would never like feel obligated to wear like some fat ass pants. Um <laughs> but I just right. like skinny jeans, like that's just something I do have don't get me wrong, I do have bell bottoms. Um, I do have like those scrunchy pants things, whatever. I like those. But for the most part, I would never like when people say, Oh, this is out, like I hate that's that. that's like, never who?
0: Who, yeah, who, who ta- nothing is out? That's the thing in fashion right now. Nothing is out, and everything is in. You gotta work your corner of the room. Nothing is out. Like, so I was like, <laughs> high waisted jeans out, like to you. I'm gonna yeah, still wear them. Hell no,
1: like, and <laughs> some people out. look good as hell in some stuff. Like, you ever know, like, you know, you had that sharp auntie, you know, she got a haircut. Um and she looks dressed like Fantasia and and she yep and she all she's had the same style since you was a kid and it's 2023 and you was a kid in 1996 but she still had that same style she's not changing shit that works for her and I saw this guy work walking through Whole Foods the other day he had like a a turtleneck
0: on, like a tan turtleneck, a brown leather coat. He had like the early 2000s brown, like sunglasses and a low cut. He probably was, I would say 45 years old. And I'm like, he, he dressed like, you know, Donnell Jones probably his whole life. He not gonna stop. He dressed like Carl Tom—is Th- it Thomas or Thompson? Carl Thomas, right? Carl Thomas, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He dressed like Carl Thomas, like that's literally his aesthetic, and he's not trying to be in. And it's just like people will clown that uncle, and then in four years <laughs> be like, I'm trying to look like are aunt. It's just like be original. Be original
1: yeah like that's how like i've seen some kids or some kids are like trying to dress like so how soldier boy dress but it's just funny when like some people do that because you could if some people some things look like a costume on them L- literally mm-hmm. um okay that was four right yep that's all my stuff
0: all right so the first thing i'm gonna say is thin eyebrows not for me. I will never follow. That's that hilarious,
1: trend. Iman. Because I literally was like, "This is the year I get thin eyebrows." Because they I'm look like, great that... on some people. They yeah, really I look great like... on some people. I feel like they're great with people who have round faces, like who look like Brad styles. Because everybody I know who has, like, they like have my face shape, my eye shape. I feel like thin eyebrows is for people who look like um. Like cherubs, I would say. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, they look great on some people I know culturally. Like some people, like uh, like you know, follow like thin eyebrow trend. They look great, but there are some people who just don't need to touch their eyebrows, and I'm one of them. Like
1: I feel like <laughs> Brooke, no. if
0: Brooke Shields like touch her eyebrows, everybody would be like, what? Like some faces do not do well with like thin brows and you could think this TikTok filter this one girl was like this is my sign to get thin brows so she put like the the TikTok um filter on and she looked phenomenal and I was like oh my god let me try it and when I tried it and I showed my mom she was like ew that <laughs> looked terrible don't you yeah, ever do that? never like, and,
1: and also like that's uh, your eyebrows or your like it's like a staple like it's like something that you're known for that's so funny yes. you said that's so true I didn't even think about that as trim because at first I was thinking I wanted to shave my eyebrows all the way off but I'm like no that's not me but yes. some people it's so them but I feel like thin because I, I had thin eyebrows before against my will
0: but same with blonde eyebrows too
1: yeah but
0: there's a hack for
1: that concealer
0: yeah but for me it's not. It's no hack did you try to do it nope I'm not doing it okay. I'm saying I wouldn't look right
1: mm, yeah I'm thinking about it <laughs> probably not
0: yeah yeah I feel like I'm not with the looking, like, out of this world. I feel like I just look crazy. Like, some people look cool.
1: I will look like, no, something wrong with her.
0: Like, please get her away from me.
1: Yeah, you're right. Some things, you just got to know what your lane is. Yeah, for sure.
0: Another thing big, shapeless clothes don't look right on me. Yeah, like, I Like, there agree. are some dresses where I'm like, what is sexy about this dress? Like, um, sometimes ASOS, I do too. Name them. No, the thing is, for me, I feel like ASO's got really nice dresses. Like, I especially, saw, like, I be seeing um, top a big shop. style ones sometimes. I mean, I see them, but I think for the tall shop, there aren't many, like, big, shapeless dresses. Oh. You know? And, like, so some sometimes because I, I you know I'm curvier and like I work in a professional setting, I don't feel like I know what to wear at work. I feel like this is gonna sound funny, but everything I wear makes me look sexy, you know? Yeah, and that's it's like why some- I just
1: stopped dressing i started start dressing like a dork. I start wearing my um like work t shirts.
0: And I, you know I don't I don't have a work T-shirt, but thing is I don't want to dress like a dork either because then I'm not gonna feel confident. Like I gotta stand in front of people oftentimes, and I heard that the number one tip for like public speaking is to be confident.
1: Oh, like, you, you got a different to- job, so I understand you need to be yeah. so was shebang. I need to be like I need
0: to be confident and if I need to be confident I need to like be able to dress in a way that, you know, feels I feel like you can't check me boo now from no corner. I look good from every angle, but I find that really hard because like a lot of times um there aren't many people with my shape in in like the professional world. It's like usually a lot of like thin women for some reason and when I say thin I'm not just talking about like in shape, but they can wear whatever they want and it'll look fine. But if I walk around with a big smock on, a big tunic, it's not going to look cute on me. I can't do that. I'm I'm team. I don't, I'm not apologizing for my body. Like it's not a statement. Like I'm just going to like be sexy at work, even if it means wearing the blazer. Like, I, I'm starting to see more black women just look good as hell at work unapologetically and be like, mm-hmm. be mad. Like be very mad about it, cause it's this is just how I look. So it's been inspiring me to be like, yeah, be mad. Like it's fine. I can't help that. Like I'm six one and curvy. Like what what do you want from me? You know. So um, I'm never gonna like get into that. Also, like big pants, big shirt. Like, but people can do that. They tip it is typically because they're either a petite or b like just like like have a slimmer frame. I'm neither so I'm like I can't I can't do the big thing it make me look like a fence I'm not trying okay. to be like wide like I was just telling my mom wide is I told you yesterday actually wide is a word that I don't want to feel like I don't want my clothes <laughs> to make me look wider like you know so. Sometimes, and I know the Tyra show was a joke to a lot of people, but one I remember one style and tip she shared, and it was that oftentimes people think if you're not slim, you should go bigger, wear your clothes bigger. But sometimes it's just about finding their nice fitted clothes to help, like, you know, really bring your shape out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking a combination of the little shirt with the big pants, like, too, Um, it's just not for... I'm like, it's, like says it's like it's for her. I feel like <laughs> I do like a little shirt, big pants combo. I cannot
0: lie, there. I do like that, and I, I think like it's because I'm. I feel
1: like your pants don't be big as like big. Well, you hell. just wait.
0: You just wait because I've, I've been getting. <laughs> I've
1: been getting some very
0: big pants. You just you just but buckle up your seatbelt because they' about to get very, like you know there. You know me. I've been belling my pants out more and more every year, and now they' about to get even more belt. But but me being top heavy, I always I need to top to be fitted and like the bottom to be a little bit like to give me something. I don't typically do like big at the bottom, small at the top like an oversized <laughs> shirt with skinny pants because I would look like a spinning top. But like that's just something I try to like avoid doing. Um Next on of this for me is crazy baby hair.
1: Oh hell no. I hate I
0: that. hate it. What I like is laid edges. I don't like crazy baby hair swirled and curled all over my forehead. Like that's just not for me. I love how my um, braiders like lay down my hair. It's just, you know, they comb it back into the braid. Yes. And I have a Willow's Peak, so they do a little something cute with that. Like, they lay it flat, but, like, that's it. I love a natural edge. Like, like, put a little edge control on it, but let it curl up a little bit. Like, let it sweat the edge out a little bit. I don't like when edges are too uniform unless yeah. you just, like, unless you get a slick back ponytail and, like, they push it back the right way. But that's the number one thing I tell people. Don't make me have them curly sideburns. Don't put curls and stuff. I'm not like, I feel like I look like a, a baby doll and not a cute way. So I just <laughs> don't really like that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. I was thinking about my birthday hairstyle and I'm like, whoa. Like, first of all, I'm somebody that I cannot maintain it. Exactly. That's one. one. Um, two, that is so much hair. On, I'm like, you might as well give me bangs. Like, I feel like at that point it's bangs. It's not even like baby hair. I thought I was crazy though. Because until I found out other, like, women who wear wigs, like, not, like, noticing that they don't use baby hair. And, like, this one celebrity stylist was like, yeah, I don't like crazy baby hair. And, like, I noticed, like, on their wigs, they never, like, put baby hair on them. And I was like, oh, I'm not nuts. Because I felt like, oh, my wig's not giving because I don't do baby hair.
0: And Beyonce don't be doing baby hair. yeah do do Rihanna. And I feel like, I like, out of all the celebrities, I w- want my wigs to look like theirs. That's why I don't get wigs, cause I'm like until I can afford for it to look like that, I won't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, finally on my list, this is so specific, but dressing like you're from a certain era, I hate that. That's
1: so <laughs> like, funny. I, I like being so '70s
0: cute. inspired. Like I like having elements from the <laughs> '80s. Like say you got like a '90s vibe. You know, because that's kind of me. Like I got like this eighties, nineties vibe. Everybody has an era that they're inspired by. That's that's what I meant to say. Seventies and nineties. Yeah, seventies, nineties inspired for sure. But I think what what I like is when people take elements from that era and then they like kind of like modernize it so that they don't again look like they're in a costume so there are times like I remember when Bruno Mars was like acting like he was from the 50s and it really annoyed me and I also hate when like I go on TikTok and I see the girls with like shirts on like baby girl like let me do my flip phone you're it's I I know sometimes people are 17 18 years old y'all do what y'all want have a blast have fun but don't it's it's not going to move the needle the way you think it is.
1: <laughs> like. Yeah. And it's like, like also I feel like those people will change their style in a while. Like, I mean, they'll change the people like that will go wherever the wind goes. Yeah. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about because I like, for instance, I, it was this girl that when I worked at the vintage shop, um, well, it, it was vintage inspired shop. um, she dressed like she was like a 50s, like how Dita Montice dressed. But Dita Montice never <clears throat> changed her style. That exactly. is her. Her house is like that. She never changes her style. That is who she is. But I know exactly who you're talking about. And it's mainly the Y2K people. That's exactly. I feel like that's you talking Y2K, about. Y2K,
0: it was the 80s. But, like, I really understand 80s because when the 80s really came back and we were trying to dress like eight, leg warmers and stuff like that, we were in high school. I was that's trying why I was like, so
1: hard. You just got to have
0: like fun. You just Girls just want to have fun, you know? That's how I felt when everybody was, like, trying to replicate eras in high school. It was just experimenting with fashion. But as a grown woman... I can't ever be like, the 90s are back and just go full throttle 90s. If anything, I've always like, incorporated like nineties cuts into my um into like my, my wardrobe. Like okay, cool. I liked a lot of like really straight dresses. I like silhouettes, um, like long sleeve crop tops, certain browns, certain accessories, like cargo skirts, um, cargo pants, like certain things from the nineties I always liked, but I always try to make sure I don't look like I walked out of a time machine. You know, I still wanna look like I want to be present. I want to, when I look at pictures of me in 2023, not be like, you was chasing the past so bad that you wasn't present. You know, I didn't, I don't want it to look like that. I want it to be like, okay, cool. This is how I dressed in 2023 because what are we going to do in like 2030? Like what's, what's, what are your memories of how you, your fashion was in 2023? Was it going to be, instead of being present, I was like completely like enthralled with other eras, you know? That's the fun part about the 80s is that that was the fashion and that's how people dress. And the 90s, it was the 90s and that's how people dress. Like if people from the 90s was trying to dress like the 70s, they would look back at their pictures and be like, huh? I didn't even have fun in that era.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like that definitely goes for like the people that are just like lost, those follower people. Because I'm like, y'all gonna get rid of that stuff and y'all gonna be like, y'all the ones who trying to get rid of like the ugly-ass sneakers that you wore on Depop right now. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, exactly. I'm somebody, I've, oh, but I do the thing, like, you was saying, the mixed man. I love, I really honestly love the silhouette of, like, dresses that people wore in the 1950s. Because I like tight-fitted stuff and corset and, like, the hourglass shape. And that's the era that had that. But I'm like, I had, I would wear a dress like that, but I would wear, like, some platform shoes that's, like, very current. Yes, exactly. And
0: it's, like, some cool things happening in fashion right now. Like, it really is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, that's it. Those are the trends we will never ever follow. One last honorary mention. This is weird, but a trend I personally will never follow is super long hair. It do not look right on me. It don't. It really don't. Like, the longest I'll probably go is, like, 22, 24 inches, like, And that's me. That's with layers. Like I know that, like you know, it 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 just won't be too much. I don't look right with long hair. I think it's because I'm so tall. In order, I I feel like I look unkept. (laughs) What? (laughs) I feel like I look like Carrie when I wear real long hair. Like (laughs) I just look like I really feel like I be looking like it's something like I have um no problems with like. Controlling spirits, what? you know, no. like that. I feel like, I'm like a witch when I when that I have is, my hair. You do not
1: look like that. Um, I feel like I do. That's funny because I like super long hair, and I feel like that looks right on me. It do. It looks right on a lot of women. It just don't look right on me. Iman, you, you, it's not me. That is so. Even though that you definitely, I feel like short hair is the best for you because it shows off like your face. Like you have elements of your face that need to be like. Present. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I think I I just get lost in it with like b- like big big like a lot of hair. I feel like that's not for me. Like that's not for me. I got a lot of big things on me. Like I, I got I'm like I got a bigger frame. I have dark eyebrows, and I feel like the long hair it just it's like it just feels like too much. Yeah, I get it. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that was the final thing. Final. That's hilarious because <laughs> yeah, people are getting they like braids long as fuck because like the twist that I got in my hair my mom was like oh you ain't want them longer I was like I did but I didn't want them like that long because then I gotta think sometimes that will make me look shorter
0: yo my braids were really long this time longer they was, than they but have they, ever it don't been. it fit you they fit me and they they were long but they weren't like to my
1: butt long they were like middle of my back long yeah, and I feel like that definitely look good because I saw somebody today. It's like they raised us like to the back of the knee. It's like, oh, God, no. yeah. see that is beautiful.
0: When I see it, I'm like, that is gorgeous. And I'm not one of those people that be like, How are you why do you ever I hate that. Like, Ew, like, you, why
1: are you thinking about that? You think about doodle right now. Like that's crazy <laughs> to me. That's so.
0: Because my mom always do that. Every time it's somebody walking with a real long hand, she's like, I don't see how... You don't have to worry about it, because it's not on your heat. Oh, That's that all you
1: is do. so crazy to me. People people do that to me all the time with my nails, but I'm like, that is nuts. I really I mean, don't be what caring. What I think about is, because I my first... Every time, I don't like... I uh, I know this. I don't like super new hair. So, when my hair is new and I get like braids or twists, I automatically put it in a bun. Mm. And... I'd be thinking like, damn, that bun probably heavy as hell. Like, that's what I'd be thinking.
0: Yeah, at the most.
1: At the most. Yeah, that's all I would think. Or I was just like, oh, cool. And I'll just keep going.
0: <laughs> that part. Oh, cool. And keep going. But yeah, that's those are all the trends that we you know we vibe with and don't vibe with. Um, Let us know what trend you will never, ever follow. I think it would be so funny to hear what people say.
1: Yeah, let's laugh about it.
0: (laughs) All right, let's give a toast to Angela Bassett, the first Marvel actress to win a Golden Globe for Wakanda Forever.
1: Yes. Wait, did you see
0: it? Yes, I
1: did. Of course you did. You know I saw it the
0: first night. My little brother was like
1: get in here i know well i haven't seen it but like i know she deserved it and i'm happy and i'm like that's wild to think like the first in the marvel universe i'm like oh they really got a click like it's really like a it's like a gang like they really like oh like you know my sis up next like it's really like like for lifers the marvel universe really is an army
0: it is and it's so exciting to be like um alive during this time because I've never really been tapped into like a universe of any sort before, especially as it relates to superheroes. And it's so good. And she definitely deserves it. Like she, she was mother in that movie. She was mm-hmm. our mother, like our collective mommy. So I'm happy that like her, like the power of just like her being like this strong black mother, protective, fierce. I feel like that's the word to describe her in that movie. She was a fierce, protective mother. And that's, like, so beautiful to see people, like, getting recognized for that. And also, it's a year of, like, the uh, the Black women getting their recognition at all these different ages. It's just so inspiring. Like, Shirley, yeah, I to see Shirley this, Ralph, um, Angela Bassett. Not that Quinta is, like, you know, as, you know... Um, much of a veteran in her career as they are, but even Quinta, like, being in her 30s, getting her start, like, that's just so refreshing.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so exciting. Thank mm-hmm. you. I don't know why I'm saying thank you, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. and speaking of mothers oh no first oh no, it's <laughs> no the, uh, just, we can start spe- there <laughs> yeah speaking of mothers we are going to so we'll get into it at the bottom of the show but recently we saw two movies that are this is so exciting because I always want to be up on like the movies I feel like last year I did not go to the movies a lot and this year I'm like this changes um so we recently saw two movies um that are hot right now that's on the radar the menu and Megan um and we enjoy both of them uh and we will start with we'll start with the menu yeah so
0: crazy spoilers
1: ahead y'all yes crazy spoilers ahead um I mean obviously we're recording this so we don't know um as we're recording this right now it's like at 32 so um I'll just say the number when we're done and if that matches up, if that makes sense, but yeah, crazy spoilers ahead. We're going to talk about the films. In yeah, I'll detail. say skip ahead at
0: least fifteen, twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, twenty, <laughs> 20 minutes. 15, 15. Skip ahead yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah,
1: because this is so we're like I said, we're going to get to it at the bottom of the show. But this is basically like our tea time. These two movies. Mm-hmm. So the menu. I saw people talking about it and like also I'm um, on Letterbox, which I'm obsessed with, and like i was so disappointed last year because I didn't watch that many movies. But anyway. Um I was on, I saw it on Letterbox and I had saw the trailer for the movie. Um I forgot where I think I saw it in between like watching something on HBO Max. And I was like, "Oh, like cool murder mystery movie. Yeah, it has Anya Taylor-Joy in there." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll watch it. Like, you know, I'll I'll definitely watch it." Didn't think anything of it. So, I heard I saw after I got in front of I was on a roll. After I got in front of movies watching Megan, um I was like, I wanted to watch the movie. So I watched the movie. I was watching the movie with my dad, and I was like, literally had no idea what it was about. I saw people talking about it on social media, no clue. I'm thinking it's like a murder mystery. And boy, oh boy, was this something. I mean, there was murder, but it was definitely way different than I could ever expect it. And like, I feel like that's one, that's a movie that I feel like that's like, I mean, I know there's something similar, but, like, that's a genre that I feel like is kind of new. Um, And also how the humor was was very, like, <laughs> I feel like it was very, like, millennial where I could see people our age or, like, getting into, I mean, like, you know, the crab. Because, like, the neat, it was, like, how, like, the jokes were set up and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, like, I get this. Like, this is so funny to me because X, Y, Z. So the menu... It starts out we are going somewhere. Like there's boats, we're going somewhere, we don't know where we're going. And so that's I'm like, where I
0: was like, where are we going? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I liked that it started us off. Like, you know how they always say grab the reader. They yeah. grab the reader because it's like, when you see everybody boarding, you hear this, discuss- first of all, who's this man and woman? Who are they to each other? Who are all these people? Where are they going? And when you, you, like, you just, you just bought in from the beginning.
1: Yeah. Cause I was like, what? This is not how I expected it to start off, but I'm like, okay. Um, so then we have, um, I think that's how you pronounce the name, Anya, uh, Taylor Joy. We have her, and she's like the rebel. You already know. um, She's smoking Which a Which usually
0: annoys me. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it didn't, it didn't, it usually annoy me too, but it didn't annoy me this time. I like um, her too much.
0: It's just everything, I like the role she takes on. So I, I'm like I, I I, like, I don't, it's like, I almost say it's impossible for her to annoy me, but it almost is.
1: Yeah, she don't adore me. I was like, it is so funny because the last movie I saw her in was The Northman, and she was like, with, um, Alexandra Skarsgård, butt naked in the woods. Like, <laughs> oh wait, I gotta see that movie. That movie, I liked it. It was very I like anything with Alexandra Skarsgård. And it was, that's another one that goes there. It was there. very Nordic. It was very, it was very, like, it was, that's another movie where I was like, it had, I had no clue what it was going to be about, even though I saw it in the trailer. Is that, on, B- is
0: that, is that streaming somewhere?
1: Um, I saw it on Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah, oh, it's streaming on Amazon
1: it. Prime. Bjork okay, cool. is in it. It's what, what? Huh? like Nicole Kidman, okay. like star-studded camp. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the star Nicole Kidman and Bjork. Like it's a lot.
0: <laughs> and Alexander <laughs> Skarsgård. Are we...
1: Okay, it's a lot. So that was the last movie I seen her in. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing her in this like element where it's not even like current. And then I'm seeing her as like this rubble. I'm like, whoa, like whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. the range. <laughs> so, um. It starts out with that. She's smoking a cigarette, you know, as bad girls do. Um, And they're boarding this boat. And from what I remember, she, I forgot his name, but he was on Skins. Y'all Tyler. know. The, well, that's his character name. I forgot the actor name, but he's, his name was Tyler in the movie. But he was on Skins and he was in that movie, that zombie movie. Y'all know. If you know, you know. But he was like, um, they was checking in. And first of all, I'm, wait, back it up. I'm like, they don't look like a couple to me. I'm like, mm, but I'm like, sometimes button up guys, like girls that are a little like rough around the edges. So, um, and he like getting mad at her because she's smoking a cigarette. He's like, it's going to mess up your palate um, because the movie is about food. So they checking in and the person checking them in like, um, you switched, um, like your plus one. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, at the last minute. So that was like, hmm, like you know, you switched your plus one, and like I didn't think too much into it. Like I, thinking- I saw her face, and I'm like, what's that face about? At first. I was thinking, oh, like they don't know if she have any dietary restrictions or something like that. Like that's what I was thinking. Like it's a oh, hostess, by the way. Like they yeah, pull, it was the host
0: pulls up to the island. The hostess is checking everyone in to mm-hmm. make sure that like this special group of people, like, everyone's on the list. And so yeah, the hostess, like her face, it just told me that they were very intense. And yeah, that's, that's just what I learned. I'm like, I was damn like,
1: strictest shit.
0: And I was so excited. Like, when the hostess was, like, taking them on a tour of... It's called Hawthorne. Like, the yes. island, the restaurant. Like, so when the hostess... It was
1: beautiful. Is, it was
0: beautiful. And I was like, see, the scariest part for me already, like, you know, not getting ahead of myself, is that Hawthorne seems like a my dream place because I'm like, oh, they're like talking about how they grow everything, like all the food and vegetables is grown. I mean, obviously me and Sabria, we don't eat seafood. We don't eat meat, but like the seafood was is like from the 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 ocean. The meat is like cured to its perfect timing. Um, but like it was just like everything was so intentional. All the herbs, everything was so of quality. And it, it was just like almost like a dream for like a foodie um to see some about some people be so into like food. It was like more than
1: a restaurant. It was
0: like an experience.
1: <laughs> exactly. And they were like so like the hostess, like she knew everything about everything, and it was and then just she like they
0: slept there.
1: They prepared yeah, dinner for X hours. Yeah, they They, dinner, yep. they woke up we, at like four a.m. or something like that. We sleep here, like all the serving staff. Eat six we sleep meals, here. It's um six course meals, like they eat like how i guess you were intended to eat so yeah it was very serious like it was like we like food is more than like what you eat it is like an experience like Iman said like that's what was the vibe was set up like you just know these people are like dead ass like they're serious Mm -hmm. so then um was there anything that happened before that we get in the boat um, no, I think that's, I think that's it. We like, we get
0: in a, yeah, we hop on a boat. You start yeah. noticing some, some people have some weird connections, mm-hmm. but everybody on the boat is pretty much privileged. That's exactly what's They
1: have some type of like, you know, coinage. Um, and we see more into Tyler's character. Um, for lack of better words, he's a dick eater, like extreme case <laughs> He's an extreme case, like a case that you've never seen him for. Also, <laughs> I just love the fact that they wrote him like that because I'm like the like whoever wrote this like really pays attention to people who are just so annoying because he was so annoying and it's crazy because that actor like you might said about I Taylor Joy he's somebody that he's never annoyed me. Like, I watched him on Skins growing up, and he was cool, and I've seen him in some other things, and he's never annoyed me. But i seen a different side of him, and I'm like, yo, he's so annoying. Like, and, like, the nostalgia for me watching him in Skins all went away. I'm like, yo, I hate this nigga. So I'm like, that was definitely, like, good, I feel like, good, like, writing and attention to, like, characters and things like that. Um, so, he takes a pic first of all he taking pictures of food and you like i mean people do that but i'm like the type of place they at they wasn't having it like you taking gotta pictures know of-
0: where the content create at exactly. and i say this as a content creator like there are some places that say no photos and you need to respect the rules you need to respect the rules nothing so, and, and take it as an opportunity to be like you know what? i'm off I'm off and I'm experiencing that's it. Because if you really respect something, nobody's going to, like if you really respect something, you follow the rules. Like if you meet Beyonce and you're in her home and she goes, Hey, no pictures, and you be like, no, I just gotta show the world that I'm here. That means you don't respect the person that you claim you love so much. You don't respect them. Yes. And- Tyler doing that to, like, chefs is just crazy. You're right. He was so annoying. Like, not just the fact that he was taking pictures. His face. Like, his that's what everything. was annoying me. He everything. was, like, doing this smile I was like, oh, my God. So, he, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that made me... I wanted to, like, pour some hot soup on his lap.
1: And he was so antsy, too. He was so antsy. He was such an... A, like, <laughs> like so, like... It was, like, the most annoying, like, puppy dog. Like, he was just so annoying. Um, And you... They go from table to table and you see how the people interact. There's, of course, you know, that couple who, where the wife is, uh, they, they're a rich couple. The wife is on hella, what is it, like Vicodin or something like that. She's on hella, like downers. The middle and aged the, white couple, right? Yeah. She's hella, like, zoinked out. Um, mm-hmm. The husband, you could tell that he's the one that's in the control of the money. He's, he's a cheater. It, yeah, he's in tro- controlling the money. He's a cheater, and she just does what he says. Um, and then you go to another table, and it's these like startup hotshot guys who just bros, bro- yeah, it's bros who like who are not white y- by the way. Yeah, who's n- <laughs> That's none what of them. One- oh yeah, none of them was white. And, it was
0: like two Asian guys and a black guy.
1: Yeah, none of them was white, and they just young and they happy to. They're young and they're millionaires worst type of people you can know. Like they everything just was, is about do you know who I am? Do you know who exactly. I work for? Exactly. So, so it was how about dumb. I don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck why they're there. They don't even appreciate food. They're just there because they're like, oh, this is a fuck ton of money and I can afford it. Mm-hmm. That's why they're there. Then the other table there is um this guy who is a greet who is like a D list celebrity, but he really thinks he's A list and he's trying to get in on the food, um, like the Food Network gig, because he like, oh, like I mean, that's what a lot of people, that's what a lot of D-list celebrities who got A-list mentality do, like for real, mm-hmm. like he like, oh, I could do this. Who cares? like this is just food. Like I know this is not that hard. This and the third blah blah blah. Like he just trying to figure out how to stay relevant, and then he's got this. Who who was she? Was she his assistant?
0: That was his. Um, he was cheating on her. He was cheating on her with. Uh, it was a
1: side piece yeah she was a side piece but she worked she was like getting him work um and she was smarter than him which women tend to be um but she just was like you know you know she's the only one i really
0: feel like didn't deserve to be punished because all she did was you know cheat
1: i agree um and then what was the other where was the other oh it was these (laughs) so annoying the critics critics yes who just like get high off of like being like, oh, this is so deep. Like this is so deep. We are we know of the art. We're wearing square glasses. And we're just like <laughs> we we have an apartment in Chelsea and we're just like The woman has a bob. She has a bob and like a skinny neck and like, you know, they're just like <laughs> the stereotypical He has like, a beard. He has a beard. He's angry And that checkered s- blue like a blazer Color hella color blocking. Like and his he's ambiguous, so you don't know is he gay, is he straight or is he just into Stanley art. Tucci. Stanley fucking Tucci. Yes. So and then what's is another table? I think yeah, I think that's it.
0: The, the, those are the tables those, those just there so it's a calamity it's a calamity and the chef comes out and this this is the baddest chef. bitch in the
1: building <laughs> the baddest bitch in the building first of all he's played by the guy who played Voldemort so that's all you need to know um he the chef comes out and you could just tell first of all this nigga started off talking about well, you not gonna eat I'm like what You will. T-
0: he said on this plate you will have <laughs> fat protein Fungi, bacteria, vegetables. <laughs> I said, like, "Damn." damn. I felt like as much as I would like to come somewhere like this, I really would follow all his rules. It's like I would be scared too. Like I would be excited to be there, but I would be scared because I'm like when people are just... I know what it's like to be this into something, and I'm like, but I still have some control. People who are this deep in, you don't play when you're in their house. Exactly.
1: Like he was like... He was so obsessed with his rules that even he followed them. Like, you know how some people set some rules and they're like, oh, I can bend it. No. He was it's like, I, exactly. So he like, I, you know, set this standard and I have to follow it myself, which I can respect. Um, because I'm like, yo, that's really decent. Like, you really set, you're not, it's not like, you know how your manager be like, oh, um, no eating on the clock. But then they, you know, eating, you like, cheese You're like, and No. No, he was not <laughs> like that. He was following them rules down. So, yes. you obviously, y'all know, it's going to be some skinny ass plates. Because he's talking about you're going to eat fat. Da, 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 you want to taste. I don't know what the first dish was, but I'm like. It was like he... snow.
0: It was something yeah, with snow it. Yeah,
1: it. it was something like that. And um, obviously, Dick Eater Bull Tyler, he's loving every minute of it. He's about the, like, orgasm. He's like. This is, like, the life. The critics are like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, whatever. Um, The millionaire guys are just like, oh, like, what is this? And, like, the guy who's trying to, you know, get in on the Food Network, gig, he's, like, over it, too. He's not really into it. So everything is, like, pretty normal. There was five courses, right? I think so. It's five courses. So everything is in the beginning. It's pretty normal, pretty standard. But then... Uh, Miss Anya, she escapes to go smoke a cigarette because she like, yo, this nigga like. I mean, she didn't say that, sorry, but she like, yo, <laughs> he's a dick. That's what she's saying. She's like, and I can't take this. Like, she just too real to be there. So she dip off, smoke a cigarette. What do you fucking know? Bam, chef in the bathroom. First of all. <laughs> I think she was like, What are you? You're not supposed to be in here. Yeah, she said, You're not supposed to be here. He said, Why haven't you eaten? You
0: haven't he, even, he said, You haven't touched your plate. I'm yes. Like, that people who who like them, they really go crazy when they are perfect and somebody, they only thing they notice is the one person that's not consuming. That's all they notice. And that was pretty much the whole thing. Like it, he was trying to get um. He was trying to, you know, get everybody in. Like, he had a thought a for how things were supposed to be. But because I, because she wasn't... Margot, it was her name. Margot, uh, yes. The car- character. Because Margot was not supposed to be there, like, he almost became, like, obsessed with, like, that. Because, I, I like Sabrina said, he's obsessed with the order. And shit goes left, real quick. Like, shit goes from, like, yes. chef is strict <laughs> to chef just shot somebody in the head. Oh, no, no. Somebody just committed suicide in front of chef. Somebody just stabbed the chef in the leg and now the chef (laughs) is
1: starting to torture people? Yeah, because I'm thinking it's a murder mystery. I told Iman to watch it. I just told her it was just about food. Everything I was... First of all, that is my favorite thing in movies, when I gagged fucking... (laughs) Like, an orchestrated suicide, and everybody was down with it. Everybody freaking out. The, the curator people, and that's the thing that scares me too, because as somebody who went to school in New York, went to galleries, went to um, this interactive play, sometimes I be thinking stuff is a performance too. Mm. So, I'm like, that's, like, a fear of my... And, like, some people, they really think it's a performance. I mean, in a way, it is a performance. But I'm like, no, people are dying. Like, they're dying. <laughs> He's really...
0: But he just shot him, for real, for real. He
1: just shot him. And then, all right, so we, like... So, that everything goes haywire. But the chef is so pressed about Margot because... He's obsessed with the order of things, and she's not supposed to be there. And she's not supposed to be there because she is... Uh, So Chef's big bone to pick was people of privilege, for real, for real. Like he that's the whole did, movie about that, people to, of privilege. Exactly. That's what the whole movie's about. He really did not fuck with people who was just of privilege. Like the couple I was talking about earlier, they came near. They was regulars at the restaurant. Didn't know anything that they ate. did not remember. There, they didn't remember anything. They just was there. Um, but he was like so pressed about her because he like you're not supposed to be here. And it's because she was just a working class girl. Then we find out through like, you know, little innuendos that she is basically a sex worker. And Tyler hired her to come there. This motherfucker knew that everybody was going to die that night, but he didn't care. Nope, he wanted to just see... He wanted to see what he wanted to see and, and be part... He was a clout
0: chaser to death.
1: Exactly. Literally. literally
0: <laughs> di- he literally died a cl- uh, through because he was uh, into clout chasing. Is
1: a clout chaser. Also, lost, this motherfucker is so obsessed with food, didn't know how to cook. And I loved his the story of him because... The chef brought up something important and was saying that, like, basically, people like you are the reason why people don't respect the craft. Because you think you know so much about this, but you're not in it. You're not in the world. You just know enthusiast. Tidbits. You're an enthusiast. You're not in the world. So, I'm like, that is so... I love that, that they brought that up. Especially with social media. It's so easy to think that, oh, this person is an expert because they spitting off all these facts, all this stuff. But it's and because like,
0: they're consistently like posting. Yeah, they're consistently exactly. posting about it. They're consistently posting about makeup. They're makeup artists. They're consistently posting about hair. They're hairstylists. They're consistently posting about like, you know, fashion. They're, they're into fashion. And it's just like, they be the ones that definitely burn it out. That kill. That do anything for money. Mm-hmm. That, that just kind of lose track of everything. So no, that was so real. And I also like that this the movie was about, like, um, never really... People never are grateful sometimes. Yeah. Like, they're never really grateful for what, like, the professionals do. Mm-hmm. Like, what the chef do. Like, people, you give your whole life and you feel like no one really respects your art. And it kind of drove him crazy. Like, even his angel investor, right? He literally mm-hmm. killed his angel investor. <laughs> um, but he was saying, like, his angel investor... Didn't want to respect him. He was like, you know, you know, trying to give him feedback on the menu, and this was really set chef off. And he was asking him for substitutions, and he was like, "There are no substitutions." <laughs> and like, I'm like, I kind of, like, I feel like as chef was nuts. Mass suicide and murder is not <laughs> the answer for anything. However. I do understand like how sometimes you just want to do things your way for the sake of the art. You want to take your time with it. You mm. want to do things nice and slow. You want to do things intentionally. He and was I consumed feel like, by it. And when, like, even like sometimes when I do things, I'm like, if you're going to do it right, it's going to take a very long time, right? Do you want this done correctly or do you just want it done? And I think too many people, they like how Things done correctly feel but they don't like to deal with like how much time you have to put into it how much money you have to put into it so like they'll be like well I want this thing but I want it for half the price and for half the time and it's like it's not how it works and like I think that chef has so much respect for like the natural order of things and like Mm -hmm. hyper consumption and it's something I just thought it was so well done as a topic that people just don't talk about often
1: yeah I really like that like that really stuck out to me when he snapped on him for that i was like i'm like yo i love this like i really love this so um just to wrap it up what um our girl survived because it was some des- it was something for the dessert and he wanted her to go get the dessert um his little minion she was flipping out because she like i don't want you to replace me blah blah blah, boozy bloops but anyway when she went to go get the barrel for the dessert she found out something about him. It was, like, newspaper clippings, see him with a family, and then to see, like, he made this, like, world-famous, like, burger thing. Mm. So, also, we forgot to mention, he did this clap throughout the movie. And, like, when he did the clap, his, like, um team, like, they were like, yeah chef. Like, they were just like, everybody was in they order. They stop like, or start. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, this bitch do the clap. And chef is like... Oh, shit. And everybody looking like, what the fuck? Like, she just did the clap. She told this nigga to make a burger. Sloppy. Like, a nasty-ass, greasy-ass, like, for real burger. And what he say, Iman, the type of burger he was going to make?
0: Said, I'm going to make the type. I'm going to make you a burger. The best damn burger you had in life. The, mo- the type of burger your mother could barely afford. <laughs> I said, Oh, Okay. <laughs> The fuck this burger up so and nasty. he was in there. He was real quiet, and he was like, it was almost like, it was like an orgasm to him.
1: Yes. It was like an orgasm to and
0: he He was to follow the rules. He was like pressing the patty real slow <laughs> on the grill. He was like like smirking a little bit as he was like chopping fried onions up. Then you know how they take the little flat thing and they <laughs> smash the beat? Yeah, he Like it was twisting his hand when he did it. I was like, yo. And then when she ate that burger and she was like, it's delicious. I'll take it to go. The whole thing is he wasn't letting anybody leave the yeah. restaurant. Mm-mm. But she said, I'll have it to go. And that's when he was like, um, he again, to Sabrina's point, he had to obey. Yeah. He had to obey the rules. Like, she was technically not supposed to be here. If she was going to get out of this, she had to feed into his fantasy mm-hmm. and like feed into like the scenario she had to give him respect he got what he wanted which is for her to finally try the food yeah. to and be satisfied full. and she he understood that this was somebody who actually tasted the food so she she got her ass off that boat just in time because <laughs> chef went berserk he literally <laughs> he he said the final um the final, you know, course is going to be, you know, s'mores. He put everybody in chocolate, marshmallow hats, lit the whole island on fire. Like, not yes. in the restaurant, his whole island. So she exactly. kind of, like, escaped in a boat. And you know the burger was good because she watched, she ate the burger as she watched the <laughs> island blow up in flames
1: exactly also the death scene amazing like that shit was so hilarious whoever thought about that you're a sick fuck like, that- <laughs> <laughs> you're really crazy you know i love me some s'mores so i'm that like was, oh my god that was crazy you know what
0: i noticed too like that one woman who the one that you said was just winked <laughs> when she turned around when Margot turned around she did her hand like to go just go. Yeah. she And did. I'm like, damn, she was, she, she was like the sex worker for. So the, another scandal is the older couple, Margot was an escort for like her husband at one point. Mm-hmm. And like she noticed him and was like, ooh, yikes, yikes, yikes. And he was into some weird stuff. But so for the wife to like maybe, I don't know if it was like clear as day that that the, you know, the wife knew, but she told her, like, go. I don't know why that really like hit home for me. Like this woman knew she was about to die, but she still was like, just get out of here. Go.
1: Yeah. And I it probably because she reminded her of her daughter as well. Yeah, um, She's like, yes. she's so young. She's still full of life. Like, you know, you have to go. But overall, it was just such a really good movie. It was like so many things that stuck out. And I'm like, I feel like it's like it was topics that was covered in different ways that we don't really bring up. Um, and the fact that this chef has so much access to privileged people and he was somebody that the privileged people love because they like served him, whatever, but he resented them, you know, and he saw through them. Like, I'm like, like, I just, I just really liked the movie. It was a really good movie.
0: Yes, it was really good, y'all. Please watch because, like, we gave a little synopsis, but we really did not share everything. We really did not. Share. It's so much. It was so much going on. The whole movie takes place in one place, so like yes, it's just nothing but dialogue. I, look- yeah. I love a lot of dialogue. I love that.
1: The fact that something could take pl- like place in one setting and it still be so exciting. I'm like that is so like. You did your job. Like, I really liked it a lot. And I think I want to watch it again because I want to see things that I didn't see before. But, yeah, that movie hit me. And I love being shocked, surprised, gooped, and gagged. And I was. <laughs> okay. But um, We're going to um, save Megan for next week, y'all, um, because we really want to talk about it. And I feel like some people still haven't... Because it's in theater. So I feel like more people have seen it Mingyu than they have Megan. But yeah, we're going to save that for next week. Um, we're going to take a deep dive in it. Because that's another one we loved. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right. So let's get into The Sunken Place. All right. So this week in The Sunken Place, we have... Um, bosses that don't take up for their employees. You know, that boss where, like, something goes wrong or the, like, maybe the director or the sales manager or the territory leader or whoever, you know, asks questions and as soon as things get uncomfortable, the first thing they do is, like, throw their employees under the bus.
1: But it wasn't me. (laughs) I hate that so much. Same. Or, like, when if you work say you work in customer service and a customer is like really shitty to you and you're like oh you tell the customer oh no I can't do that for you and then the boss goes behind your back is like oh we can make the exception it's like I feel like that you don't have your employer ease back like you don't because you literally just said oh what you just said with the rule that you made up for that person um for your safety um is stupid
0: Exactly. And then you make yourself look like the hero. When in reality, now you're just breaking the rules.
1: Exactly. And what made me think of this is because for the first time, I had an experience where a manager, like, had the employees back. And it, like, made me feel, like, light. Like, I couldn't believe I was watching it in real time. Because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, there are, like, managers who are like, you're not going to upset my staff. Like, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the best experience ever when you could find a manager that like actually cares like that. I've recently um so it was like kind of a manager where it's like she was somebody senior than me on my team but she actually wasn't my like legitimate manager but I was telling her that essentially I was being pressured by somebody from above to kind of do their job. And the thing is, I was standing up for myself, but I, I was like getting nervous. Cause I'm like, this is about to be some shit. Like this is about to be something like this person is about to abuse their power and it's going to be my word against somebody that's like well above me. And like, I just don't think that's cool. So I don't actually usually open up to people, but I decided to open up to this person and tell her like, Hey, like, it's like this, do you think that this is fair? Do you think this is right? And this person was like, I'm going to go to HR. <laughs> This person literally went to HR for me because they felt like it was an abuse of power and was like, and I also told the person, like, not to reach out to you. Like, if they have anything to share with you, they can share it with me directly. Like, they don't need to communicate with you, they can communicate with me. So I'm like, yo, like, this is. In addition to this person being like above me and more experienced than me, they're also like um, a, a white person. And I felt like this is what we talk about when we say be allies. Like, exactly. this is what we talk about. Like, put yourself out there. You know, I don't really ever feel comfortable going to HR. I've never gone to HR in my life. Uh, the, actually, the only time I've ever gone to HR was like a counter complaint. Like, somebody complained about me and I went to go defend my name, but I've never gone to HR first. You You know, I never felt like they would be on my side. So to have this person be like, this is how you use the system and like have me feel protected. Like that's the best thing in the world.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it's so rare because sometimes like the bosses are just worried about making a quota. So they're like, I'd rather make the quota than keep my... (laughs) employees sane like which is sick to me because when you make people feel comfortable they want to do better like they want to be there and they want to work period so i feel like it's just not that hard so yeah this second place is for the the people who are um what, what I was gonna say? I was about to say butt fuckers, but that's like not what I'm gonna say. Who kiss ups. like kiss asses? Yeah, who are just like kiss asses? Who are worried about quotas? Because that's really what it's about. When you don't want to protect yourself, it's really about and you approval, wanna, and approval quotas, approval, and you want to be like, I'm here to serve. And this, yeah, like, I'm here to. Serve. I hate, I hate people like that because I'm like join the
0: army. Why are you so, in- like, I feel like it's a combination of fear and, like, wanting to conform and, like, being like, indoctrinated into, like, a culture. And I'm like, i i I'd not, like, none of my friends want to be indoctrinated at work. Like, yeah. everybody's and- like, yo, look, I'm here to, to do my job right. I'm here to make friends. I want to, you know, do right by the customers, but... I'm not looking to build like a community at work. Like, you know, work is work and my my life outside of work is different. Mm -hmm. So when people get to work and they're like obsessed with like being popular or like fit, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like you, that's really weird to me.
1: That's what it be. They be wanting to be liked and shit like that. But I feel like, um, yeah, you having your, it's better to like support the little person, which is going to be like, you know, your employers.
0: Period. Absolutely. I don't know what that accent was. Um, <laughs> moving on to <laughs> common senses. Um, we just wanted to talk a little bit about like changing the vibes when it's time to. Like, yeah. I know who's, bear with us here. But like, and with your, sometimes with yourself, like you'll, You'll hit a wall and you'll be like, you know what? It's time to freshen things up. And it could be the same thing with like your job, with your projects, with your home. And I feel like we are at that space with Black Girl Brunch right now. Like we need to change up our vibes. Like when you look look at it now, like we're like at five-year mark, going on six years mark. We've weathered a lot of different storms. Like we've literally gone from being in person. To, you know, doing Instagram lives, to, you know, recording 100% remote. We have had different, like, social media strategies. We have, like, just tried so many different things. We've sold merchandise. We're on Patreon. And the beauty of it all is that, like, we literally did it ourselves. There's nobody telling us what to do. We don't report to anybody. We don't measure anything. And, like, this is something beautiful to, like, build from the ground up. But, like, something that I I hear every, like, whether it's a business or podcast or just an individual that they go through. Is like they have to change their like strategy. Like they grow, and like right now we're at a place where we want to like rebrand. Like we don't want to be just the same black girl brunch that we started when we were twenty five years old. Like we are so much more now. Like we're women. Whim- like we're women now, and <laughs> it's like time to like have. To- we don't have to keep doing things that we did. We have the opportunity to you know re like reimagine this.
1: Exactly. Um. So, like, we were thinking earlier going forward. We don't really. We noticed that, like, from the past, like last few shows, when we talk about like our pers, like our personal things or like entertainment things that are like positive, like for instance, talking about movies, like how that was just a very literally we just talked about one movie. And tea time and it filled up the segment and we was like I felt like it was something that was very exciting and I feel like it was something that wasn't really a negative like experience and so I know personally I know you might feel the same way that like talking about like celebrity like who's breaking up and stuff like that I feel like that doesn't like um I forgot her name but it's a lady she has a cleaning show on Netflix and she was like does this spark joy and I'm like that doesn't spark joy Mm -hmm. um like talking about stuff like that what sparks joy is like talking about like you know things and like the like fun entertainment things like movies or like what music be listening to or like um oh this video or like you know talking about like what's positive about work and like you know just talking things out I guess like making it seem like not screaming into a void but making it seem like it's very like like almost like a shared diary or something like that like brunch (laughs) yeah like literally like brunch like something like that because we don't really because in our personal lives we don't talk about celebrities like we'll say like one passive thing and that's it we literally it's not on our minds and i feel like we have to honor ourselves and realize that that's not what we want to do and so we need to figure out like ways on how we're really going to stick to it and like navigate that because I'm like this is our first time doing it really I mean not first time but like this is um well no it's kind of our first time talking about one topic in like tea time and I feel like Mm -hmm. you know we really like talked about like we could have kept on going to be honest
0: we really could have kept on going the whole the whole show or even like the trends, like being very personal, like it's it's still pop culture, just reimagine. And I think again, we started the show when 25 years old, and that's what we talked about when we we're 25, you know? We talked about other people and other things because we didn't it wasn't clear just then like how that's not really I don't want to say it's not really our business, but like that's like They just imperfect people living their lives. Like, why be so, like, and why let the center of your world serve around them? Like, as you get older, you start to realize, like, the only person I really want to be worried about and tapped into on that level is, like, me. That's the only person I want to be, like, concerned about. I don't have space to, like, care about things. And then the pandemic happened and life becomes just, like, very... um, Like life just becomes very like fragile and you don't want to talk about things that you you really don't care about because then what separates Black or Brunch from being like the nine to five that we are like trying to, you know, you know, in one day years, you know, move away from. So I I think about like, what do we talk about at brunch? Because we, and not, not only do, what do we talk about at brunch, but like, what do our listeners want to hear us talk about? And I think that like, what y'all want to hear us talk about is anything that, you know, makes you feel like you have a friend too in us. Like people say it all the time. Like when I listen to y'all, I feel like I'm listening to my friends. So it's like, let's talk about what we actually talk about with our friends. Like, let's talk about, our personal development. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about health and wellness. We're going to talk about movies and music videos and things from the past and get creative and not feel like we have to be like, like stuck in these in these um segments. So a restructure is coming for sure because we're at a point not only where we want to just like talk more, we want to think about like opportunities for the future. Like how can what we talk about now open up doors for us in the future? Like if we are talking about movies like because that mean we go into being like movie critics or we get invited to things it's just all the opportunities are going to follow based on how we present ourselves and how we present ourselves should be true to how we actually feel and how we feel is like not interested in celebrity news
1: exactly because i was thinking about that i was like i love like letterbox like i feel like i talk about it every chance i get on here and i'm like well i could talk about movies here like on a podcast too and like that's something i want to get better at because being a critic is definitely it's like an art form to it and it's like something i want to get better at and i'm like um you know i have a platform that i can use to get better at it and yeah. and it's like so exciting and i'm like i feel like that's something that even if the criticism of the movie is like oh we don't like it or this and the third, it's still like something that i feel like is like meaningful because in a way not in a way we are talking about art so it's like not like something that's like nonsensical um Yeah, so I feel like I feel way better and more secure and like excited to talk about that.
0: Yeah, and we don't want to feel burnt out. Like anytime I talk about anything related to celebrities, I walk away feeling like. Got through it, you know? And it's, like, so important to honor that. Like, it's so important. Like, I'm trying to tap out. And sometimes I feel stressed because, like, everybody know by now that I'm a person takes, like, a lot of hiatuses from social media because I can get overwhelmed very quickly. And it was always to me, like, how am I going to be a podcaster if I don't even want to be on the internet? Like, that's how I feel some days. Like, where's my future... And being a podcaster, if I don't actually like to be on social media, I don't actually like, to, I get overwhelmed by talking too much. Like, how am I supposed to do it? And it's like, well, it's, you, you don't have to be as tapped into things that you're not interested in as you are. Like you can find different ways. It's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about that I feel like we we haven't even like tapped on the surface. Like we talking about like more vegan food, talking about more wellness focused things. Like, you know, I love movies, but nothing, I, there's nothing I love more than like treatments, skincare, traveling, eating. Like those are all cool things to talk about. And it opens up the door to like how guests experience the show because right now we bring guests on and we ask them to talk about celebrity news but like we have to anticipate like celebrities being on our show too and they're not going to want to talk about like their peers um it, it can be like something else like we can have like themed shows so I'm really excited um we are going to spend like the next week restructuring so within the next month we might have some completely new segments like tea time may not be tea time anymore like we might do other things but we get the best feedback when we do um shows like you know like from the soul when we just talk when we just spitting that's what this is like we're like i think that this is such a cool opportunity, like having your own podcast. And I always say that I don't care what it is. Everybody should like do at least be an entrepreneur to something at least one time, not to be that person, but simply so that you can like ride the wave of your growth and see how you can kind of like get away from your original goal accidentally and then learn how to like find your way back. I think that that's, what's happening right now. Like I think, over the years, it just became plug and play. Like, we need to be consistent. We need to do this thing. But then you forget, like, oh, no, we we can redo everything. We can redo our logo. We can redo our social media strategy. So it's like a Black Girl Brunch rebirth about to happen right now because that's just where we are.
1: Yes, exactly. <sighs> Thank y'all, as always. Well, I was supposed to say something weird, but
0: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: and also we would
0: love to know like what y'all are thinking about. <laughs> yes, like, I as love- it relates to like some topics and yes. stuff like that, like some I real know, shit. Yeah, what y'all want to hear from us? I know we ask it all the time, but seriously, what do you want to hear more from us? Like, what 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 are the topics that when we talk about it, you just love it? Like, we are always here to, you know to not just vent but to also connect. Like I always try to remember that even though this is a conversation between the two of us there is somebody listening um which we again appreciate so much.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like yeah, like if y'all even have ideas for a seg- like y'all don't even have to have a name. Y'all could be like, "Oh, it would be cool if you talked about this and we could think of like how to implement it into a segment." Yes, that would be so amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like, we love stuff like that. So, yeah, since we are shying away from the calamity that is celebrity culture, we definitely are going to need you guys' help because the reason why we got here is because of your help. So, um, please, 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 please. Y'all, we appreciate it. Um,
0: make sure you hit us up with more feedback on the Gmails at Blairgirl at Gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch on Twitter, B L K Girl Gr- I said B L K Girl Grunch. B L K Girl Brunch. You can follow me on Instagram at Imama Follow me on Twitter at It's Mate Sabria.
1: And you can follow me at it's frankenfem on Instagram and Frank and Femme underscore on Twitter
0: absolutely and don't forget to sign up to the patreon we got a pay as you wish tier um we got the, the next book club coming we'll have though that date out very very soon the last book club was so fun so um yeah make sure you join and we can um stay in contact there we love y'all bye peace